Hey, welcome back to the show, the SPM Show. I am your host, Bruce Irving. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you joining me on this episode of the podcast. Joe from Joe's Rotisseria is joining me on the podcast, and this is actually one of our sessions from this past year's Pizza Summit. Joe joined me. We talked a lot about Instagram, marketing your business, coming up with new ideas. Uh, it was a great session. It's I'm, I'm putting it out there now because I think it's timely, right? There's been a lot happening, obviously, in the last six months since we did that Pizza Summit, or four months ago, however long it was, and the whole country got locked down. And we did a lot of episodes in the past about reopening, getting your restaurant ready to get going, and what's the new normal, and how to pivot. And I just thought that this episode with Joe was a little bit of a refresher about how to really get exposure using social media. And Joe does a great job of doing that. So I wanted to rehash this session from this year's Pizza Summit and give it to you here on the podcast form. If you're not familiar with what the Pizza Summit was, we did this little virtual summit back in April where we had a lot of different speakers and different sessions based on how to grow your business and use marketing and different entrepreneurs joining us on the session. It was a great thing. Not sure if we're going to do that again. Haven't really decided that yet, but we will let you know if we do. And also... Find us on Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing. And the one thing that I do want you to do is go sign up for our email newsletter because it's amazing if I do say so myself. No fluff, no BS, no information that you don't need to know or read if you're in a restaurant or a local business owner. Go sign up, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email. My promise to you if you sign up for that list is that every time you get that email, you're gonna learn something be interested in what's what information we have available for you. And you don't have to go search around a bunch of different things. It's all kind of right there in the email. 100% value. That's my promise to you. So again, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email. And before we get into today's show, I do have to say thank you to a couple of our show sponsors that definitely make this show possible. If you are a small local independent pizzeria and you're looking for an online ordering system to fit your budget and your needs, you got to check out Slice. You may have heard of them. They are the pizza app, but they're more than that. Slice gives small shops online ordering and marketing at extremely fair prices, the lowest in the industry. No insane commissions, no crazy contracts, unlike some of those other online ordering services or the third parties. Why? Because the founder and CEO, Allure, is a pizza guy himself. He grew up in his family's business and wanted to create a platform for local independent pizzerias at an affordable price. So if you want some information, go to slicelife.com forward slash owners, and you can get signed up today for an extremely low price. Again, thanks to Slice for sponsoring this podcast. It may not be for everybody, but if you're looking for an affordable online ordering platform, go check out slicelife.com forward slash owners. Listen, getting your menu into your customer's hands has never been more critical than it is right now in 2020. With most restaurants focusing more on takeout and delivery, it's crucial to share your food offerings, pricing, specials, both online and offline. Menus are one of the most effective direct mail marketing pieces for restaurants. And to support restaurants, MailShark is offering 1,000 free takeout menus for any menu mailing campaign by visiting themailshark.com forward slash SPM. You can get details and redeem. MailShark has been a longtime sponsor of the podcast, and this is a great offer. You're going to get 1,000 free takeout menus with your next mailing campaign. Again, that's themailshark.com forward slash SPM for details. Thank you to them. I appreciate you. Listen, if you listen to the podcast, go check out our show sponsors. If you need any help, with anything or any service that they provide, go check them out. Let them know you heard them on the SPM show. That would be very much helpful to me, podcast every week. Uh, and I appreciate the sponsors that help us really produce this show for you each and every week. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Joe from Joe's Rotisseria. Joe's done a great job of getting attention for his pizzeria uh, on Instagram specifically. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that, talk a little bit about his creative style with pizza. And uh, all of that stuff. If you guys have questions, shoot them in there. The Q&A box is open. Uh, the chat box is open. This is going to be, you know, interactive. So please, by all means, uh, if you have any questions for Joe, 
drop them in there. We'll, uh, we'll answer those as we go. But Joe, thank you so much for joining us for this, by the Anytime, way. Anytime, man. Anytime. I mean, I'm in quarantine as it is. So why not you know, <laughs> share some info to the world, you know? I know we're doing these uh, via Zoom. And I was saying beforehand, I think we've done a lot of these Q&As now the last couple of days. And I said, yeah. I think everybody is using Zoom because we've had more technical difficulties in the last two days with Zoom than we did two years previous using it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, what a what a time to uh, be the inventor of Zoom, right? You know, <laughs> I know right? <laughs> There's tons of money now. That's crazy. So yeah. uh, give a little background, Joe. Where are you from? Uh, and uh, give so a little from your backstory Union, a little New bit. Jersey, from Union, New Jersey. Um, have a pizzeria in Roselle Park and Asbury Park, New Jersey. We're going to open up um, in Asbury Park, hopefully May 1st. Um, it's about five blocks from the beach. Um, so it's a really, you know, it's going to be our flagship. We got, you know total probably 120 seats um we'll have casual dining downstairs and um um reservation only upstairs so you, how old are you joe you seem like a young guy 27 just turned 27 um in february so yeah just been doing it got the pizzeria at 21 and it's uh it's been a blessing you know have a really good crew behind me and it all starts with your staff you know and yeah. um, i think you know by having, you know, that rock of a staff, it makes me, you know, frees me up so I can, you know, open up another location and even open up, you know, we're thinking about opening up in Montclair as well. Um, so it's, you know, it frees me up to do what I have to do to make moves. Right. But now, how do you, when did you, when you first got started, what was the business like for you, for yourself? When you first uh, Business was, you know, it was steady. I bought, you know, I bought a pizzeria off Craigslist. It was a failing business. Did you really? Yeah, this guy. Uh, Did we know. talk about that on the last podcast? No, nah, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I bring that up. I don't think I brought it up. But um, yeah, it's a failing business. And um, I got it on Craigslist. And um, that was pretty much it. You know, it was it, it took, you know, took me some time to, you know, build up sales from that failing business. I mean, that guy was going through, you know, he said, you know, three bags of flour a week. You know, I do that, you know probably in you know half a day you know what i mean so yeah it's just you know it's it's just a such a dramatic change with you know his business versus you know my business in volume and you do a great job of getting like on instagram and showing showcasing your product and you got a lot of attention like over the last year or two you've been getting a ton of intention uh, attention you've actually gone on a tv show right Guys. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're actually just on Guys Grocery Games. It just uh, aired, uh, I think, two days ago on Sunday. It aired on Sunday, um, and it was uh, pretty cool, you know. Shout out to all my contestants. You know, love you guys. It was a real cool bond between everyone. And, um, you know, we really – it was, you know, some of the best pizza chefs in, in America. So, you know, having them under one roof and, you know, having a time situation where you can only use certain ingredients and – it was just really great. Um, and I think, you know, Instagram and even TikTok now has really, you know, propelled, you know, certain media at outlets to, you know, see my brand. Now, how long have you been doing those two? Like, I know TikTok hasn't been around for a long time. And you've been on Instagram for how long? I've been on Instagram for about um, since 2015. So I didn't even have a personal Instagram before that. I just, you know, I started with my regular Instagram and I think with me, the key to, you know, growing my Instagram was having fun with it, not, you know, working at it and Googling how to get followers and how to do this and how to do that. I was just having my own, you know, my own touch to it. I, I went out to Best Buy and anyone can do this. I went out to Best Buy. I got, you know, a, you know, a, a camera that was, you know, a, a first level camera for a photographer. And, you know, you work your way up gradually. My first camera was, you know, six, 800 bucks. You know, now there's cameras out there that are three, 4,000. You know, it all depends on, you know, what you have to spend. But you go out to Best Buy, you buy one of these cameras, and you fall in love with it. You just fall in love with, you know, the way you cook and the way your food looks on it. And um, it's just, you, you apply those pictures to Instagram, and the pictures literally says a thousand words, you know, so... Um, and then after that, you, you know, you add your funny self into the, you know, the comments or into whatever you have to say. And it just really propels your brand. How long, when did you really start taking Instagram seriously right off the bat or was it? Um, I started taking Instagram seriously about 2016. Um, 
I really wanted to, I, I, I really started seeing, you know, Instagram, you know, and I was seeing all these people taking nice pictures and I, I was looking at my phone and I was like, all right, you know, the pixels on this iPhone is really not doing me any justice to, for this triple thread or for whatever pie I had. So I, I think the best, the, the best keys to Instagram marketing is legitimately investing into yourself, which is going and buying a camera, going and buying a mic, going and buying a light. Um, these are all things that are all media groups are doing. Even media groups that you see on TV, um, they all have lights, they all have cameras, they all have mics. Um, and if you want your brand to be pristine, you need to have those tools to make it like that. You know what I mean? Um, another fun thing to do is just going on editor and, you know, playing with, you know, a 16 minute video that you just made. And now you're editing to a really cool video. You're adding whatever sound you want. Um, you're putting slow-mo effects. And I think that's when you fall in love with it is when you actually, you know, invest into yourself, get yourself the right tools for you to do the right things. Um, do you like, do you do your own editing? Yeah, I do my own editing. I love it. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll edit, you know, four or five videos in one day just because, you know, I really want to get things done and I really want to have content for that week up and forward. And I may be in a lot of business meetings or I may be in banks or I may be, you know, seeing a mayor and, you know, it's really good to have that content ready to go because I could just take that video and have it on a scheduled post. Um, the scheduled post is amazing because you can literally write out whatever you want in the morning when you're not doing anything, you're, you know, eating cereal or, you know, doing nothing. You set up your scheduled posts and say whatever time, um, certain times of the day, people are on their phones. Now people are on their phones 24 seven. So the algorithm is just totally messed up before, <laughs> true. before it was like, you know, if you post something from six to nine, you were good. You were going to get, you know, good views on, you know, good likes and good, you know, good, you know, interaction with your with your followers because people are waking up you know before going to work they're checking their phones they're checking their messages they're checking their dms and you know if they can see you know eight seconds of your photo you know you just gained an interaction um so six to nine is good i like um anywhere between 12 and two um and then uh six to nine at night so those are all you know prime times time to post um, but right now it's just like, you can post anything and you know, it's, it's anything. Yeah. Anything. People are home all day, every day now. Like you can't, you literally not supposed literally. to go outside. So literally. So, I mean, I think primetime post is uh, really early in the morning and late at night. Let me ask you this. So when you post to Instagram, like what is the goal for you? Like each post, does it have a specific my, goal? My goal is to literally for my Instagram to literally create a page where you can't see pizza anywhere in the world like my page. And by doing that is being different. That is my, my number one thing I tell everyone that's in their business, that's in a pizzeria business. Everybody's making the same pizza. Everybody's making, you know, you can literally go from me to you and you can get a plain pie. But, you know, when you come to my shop, it's, it's a different experience. You know, there's some, a lot of people that aren't making the things that I'm making. So I think I, I try to tell people all the time, come up with your own ideas, be different, um, serve your customers something different that, you know, makes them want to come out their house and, you know, makes them want to, you know, come to your shop because think about it between, you know, here in Boston, you know, there's probably, I want to say maybe 4,000 pizzerias, probably more 5,000 pizzerias and they can get pizza anywhere. And it's just like, you know, Give them the reason to want to eat pizza at your place. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share my screen. Can it's alright if I show everybody your Instagram page while we talk? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so you have a really unique style when it comes to like the pizzas that you make, and I'm sure everybody can see this yeah. now. You know, it's very creative. It's very out of the box thinking. Yeah, I mean, there's one here with Doritos. There's a what is that? Yeah. Um, it's a Dorito crusted buffalo chicken stromboli. Like, think about it. You can get a regular stromboli anywhere, but you know. If you really want to, you know, spice up your day or, you know, have a different texture in your mouth or have a different unique experience, you're going to have a Dorito crusted stromboli that's baked onto the crust and, you know, going to give you that natural cheese flavor and then give you that buffalo chicken explosion that you really need. 
And what, how do you come up with your ideas for the different style of pizzas that you have? Um, I literally have fun with it. You know, I, I literally, you know, I, I just have fun doing it. Like we're coming up with a guava and cheese pie. Um, so I love guava and I love guava and cheese, like stuff like guava and cheese empanadas and stuff like that. So, um, I, we're going to come up with that. Um, I see a lot of people making like pretzel pies now. So, um, I think that's going to be a trend too. So why not hop on it and why not, you know, perfectly, you know, execute the pretzel pie. I know a lot of people are making them out there. Hey, this is a pretzel pie. It's, it's not, not unless it looks pristine and it looks like a one, it's not a pretzel pie. So, um, we've been working with, you know, at least 25, 26 different recipes of pretzel dough. And uh, we really want to make sure it's pristine before we put it out to the public. Because, you know, when when these customers, you know, get your pretzel pizza or get your pizza, they want to make sure it looks like the Instagram. And if it doesn't, then you're a fraud, you know. So <laughs> it's just you you don't want to do that to your customers because that is that is bad because you're doing a one-time shop. And you don't want to you don't want to create a one-time shop because once you create a one-time shop, they're going to look at your they're going to look at your spot and they're just never going to come back. What is the percentage of people who order from you that order the stuff from Instagram versus just your regular everyday items? Um, literally people come in their phone. Like when they come into my place, they literally just show us the phone and that's how you order. Um, <laughs> so like literally the, every person is when you come into work for the day, you're, you're um, prompt on what post of the day was. And this is what you're going to be expected in high volume. So be prepared. And, um, we prompt them on what we're posting, you know, throughout the week and to just get them ready for, you know, how to key it into the system. And we have a special system that I spent, you know, a ton of money on. We have over 800 pies into this algorithm system. So it's, um, it's all our blood, sweat and tears into this, you know, one big system. And it's, uh, really works out well because once we change it on the register, it literally goes on to our online and anyone who goes online, you can literally build a pie from Instagram right on our online. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. I think, you know, is it difficult? Because some of your pies look elaborate. Is it hard to like maneuver during the busy times and make all those um, things? It's not hard because everything has a system. I mean, we've been doing it so long that we literally have, you know, a pizza station, um, set up with all our toppings that we need for each different pie. Some of the pies are repetitive. They, you know, carry the same different toppings on each pie, maybe just a different sauce. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we have all the sauces set up. We have all the toppings set up. Um, it's all about being organized um, when you're doing a, you know, uh, an endless, you know, cause you can come into my shops at any of my locations and say, Hey, I want this. And it can be from 2016 and we'll make it for you. Wow. Um, it's just, it's, we want that to be one of our unique things. Like, Hey, you know, show, show us our Instagram, you know, from, you know, some, some ladies show me the Instagram from 2015, you know, one of the first weeks we opened, it was like a spaghetti and meatball pie or something. She was like, can you make me this? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, and um, it just shows you that like, you know, your customers are going that deep on your Instagram. They care. They're spending their time to scroll that deep. Why not make it for them and make them happy? Any hashtag uh, like strategy or tagging people uh, that you use? Sometimes a lot of people, you know, a lot of people out there say the hashtag strategies is uh, is good. I mean, on Instagram, I haven't had any success on you know hashtag strategies, but on TikTok, it's you know it's a lot different. You know, the algorithm on TikTok um, with the hashtags is a lot more. You know, you, you get more you know interaction. Um, so if you hashtag chef Joe Brignoni on TikTok, there's 1 million views. If you hashtag chef Joe Brignoni on Instagram, there's a hundred views. Um, so they're just, there's just a proof of, you know, the algorithm versus Instagram and TikTok. Um, you have a brand new algorithm that's just getting started. So I highly recommend anyone who just wants to start up and, you know, really be a part of something different and new that's going to be explosive once everybody goes out because they're going to have content to post on there. Do you have people come into your restaurants that, that discovered you on TikTok? Yeah, a bunch of, I mean, uh, the, the thing is that um, when you market to TikTok, you're marketing towards younger kids. So what happens is you're marketing towards that younger kid that's going to bring in their whole family. They're going to bring in their older sister, their older brother. You know, that, that nine-year-old is going to see your pizza, show it to his father, 
that works on Wall Street or wherever, and it's going to take, they're going to get in the car and they're going to come to the pizzeria because they saw it and they want to make the kid happy. And it's all about marketing towards, you know, younger um, when you're on TikTok because, you know, you're, you're expanding your people to see everything, you know what I mean, with the algorithm. And when you have the younger kid, you know, think about it as, as a father right now, when my kid, you know, tells me, Hey, you know, I want this or I want that, you know, I'm going to take him there, you know, cause I want to make him happy. So, I mean, it's one strategy that really worked for me, um, was marketing towards the young, um, because, you know, you're getting the young and the elder because, you know, they're showing it to their, their parents. So you're, it's like a, it's like a two birds with one stone. Yeah. The parents are on t- are on Instagram now, maybe soon they'll yeah. be on TikTok. Exactly. Let me ask you this. So what kind of content are you creating for TikTok that's different than Instagram? So my TikTok content, I try to be really, um, uh, really like slick. It's like a slick, like funny, like type of content where like, you know, it's like a, you know, cool and hip, like you're, you're, you're marketing towards kids. So you're, you're going to do like, you know, maybe a song that they would know that just came out by, you know, a local artist or a local, you know, R&B artist or Justin Bieber just came out with a new song. And it, um, you know, he's coming out with, you know, new songs that, you know, my father wouldn't know. So I would put out his song and put it on there. Or, you know, there's certain dances that you do that, you know, you can put on there to gain, you know, different it i have fun with tiktok and instagram it's more like pictures and personal you, you dance you dance on tiktok uh nah not yet but uh, <laughs> right. we, we've been coming up uh we've been coming up, we're, we're gonna come up with something you know as a as a group once we get back together because we're gonna be all excited i bet i mean i know that for a fact so my my kids are 18 17 and 13 oh wow and they constantly are on tiktok yeah, yeah. So think about it. If they found something that was locally in your town on TikTok, you'd be like, holy shit, that's right next to my house. Let's go. Yeah. And not only do they find stuff on TikTok, and I still, uh, listen, I know you, I know a few guys who are using TikTok for business, but I still haven't figured out if it's like the majority of people should be using TikTok for business. Um, because I don't know if it's for everybody or for everywhere. And I don't know if everybody is going to be like comfortable or creative enough to go on that platform. Cause it's not like Instagram where you can just put a picture or a regular video. You have to think outside the box. Yeah. And it, you know what I like about TikTok? It literally taught me how to um, edit videos. Uh, Cause it literally stops you what you're doing. If you're doing it the wrong way, it literally says, Hey, you know, don't do that. You know, try this. And you could do a tutorial on TikTok through the app. And it literally teaches you how to do the effects, whether it's slow-mo or, you know, repeat or, you know, cutting or trimming your video, it teaches you. And I think, you know, TikTok really taught me how to edit some of my videos. And, you know, I have some videos on TikTok that have like almost a million views and I didn't go to school to be an editor. And, you know, yeah, I think, you know, to have those tools to be ready available to you know, a nine-year-old think about what he's going to do when he's 25. Right. You know, he's going to be editing videos like, you know, like <laughs> right. a Hollywood director, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, it's just, and they have fun with it. Think about it. I see so many kids when I'm driving by, cause I, I live in a beach town and there's so many kids outside now, you know, um, riding their bike and you'll see kids with their phone mounted up against a rock doing a TikTok dance or something. And it's just, uh, they have fun with it. So they create a video that's really cool and they just want to, they want the world to see it. And if you guys are watching right now live and you have questions, drop them in the Q&A box. Uh, Joe will be here. We'll answer all your questions about TikTok or Instagram. Um, because I, I feel like there's two strategies you have. You have one for Instagram, which is reaching an older demographic. And then you have one for yeah. TikTok, which is reaching the younger generation. Exactly. Um, which one has gotten you more media exposure? Uh, tic- uh, Instagram, definitely. I mean, think about it. I've been on Food Network a couple of times, um, Thrillist, Inside. Every major media group has been to the location. Um, I met a ton of great people. Scott, you know, Scott Warner, you know, he was one of my idols to look up to when I opened up a pizzeria. You know, he, he knew everything about the pizza game. And, yeah. you know, and just, you know, for him coming into my shop with, you know, with Mark, you know, one of the greatest pizza makers, you know, in the world right now. Um, and him trying my pizza, it was just like a great experience, you know what I mean? Um, so it was just, it was just a fun day. And it was how just, did that happen? 
all through Instagram. It's literally crazy. They see your pictures. You're like, holy shit, you know, I want to work with this guy. And I think we can create something really funny. And I think, you know, by, you know, posting every single day and being consistent and being different and, you know, really not really caring what people think, you know, I don't, I really don't care what people think about me. I, I, I just gonna, I'm going to post my crazy pizzas. I know some people may think it's not pizza, but you know, in my eyes, I'm trying to be different and I'm trying to change the way people see pizza because in 2085, you know, pizza's not going to be round with cheese and sauce. It's, it might be different, you know, who knows? It's, it's the future. So um, I just want to be involved in, you know, um, the process of being the future. And, um, you know, that's where, you know, think about it. There's so many major pizzerias that are like OG spots that, you know, it's so hard, you know, to gain a following on Instagram because they're not really, they're not doing it. Yeah. They have a following in real life. They have the, you know, that OG following in real life, but when it comes to, you know, going on Instagram or something, they don't, they don't really have the technique. So it's, it's definitely a full-time job um, for sure. You know, it's definitely a lot of work, you know, editing and, you know, doing all your, you know, building a brand, you know, in general, yeah. a full-time job. How many, how many times are you posting to each a week? Um, I try to post once a day, sometimes twice a day. Um, if I have something, you know, crazy to say or, you know, especially now I try to do updates on, you know, the coronavirus and when we're opening since we're closed right now. Um, so, um, I just kind of, I, I just, right now it's, it's a time to double down on your content because people are at home and yeah. why not show them what you got, you know? And, um, I just think every day, like I have so much content on my camera. I have so much content on my laptop that, you know, I can literally post a picture every day for the next three years and you know be right here and it's just i just haven't gotten to it and it's just like every time a pizza comes out the oven if you don't take a picture how is somebody gonna see it you know like if you're if you got a beautiful pie and you're like oh that's a beautiful pie that's a beautiful pie but if you take it out the oven and you don't take a picture only you know it's a beautiful pie you know what i mean so how is anyone else gonna see it um one of a great example of someone really crushing it on instagram that's an old school spot is Eats village pizza I yeah. mean, they're really, they're really not doing anything different. They're keeping it OG and they're really crushing it on the gram. You want to know why they're doing three things, right? They got the, the filming is phenomenal. Their editing is good. Their lighting is great. And you know, he, he brings his own personality to it and everybody has their own personality in each shop. Um, and I think, you know, a person that's really trend, you know, transferring, you know, from old school to new school is East Phillips Pizza. I mean, you got to shout out to you guys, you know. Um, he's coming on in a couple hours, actually. Five o'clock, we got Frank. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, shout out to Frank. You know, he's doing he's doing what he's got to do to transition his business into the times that, you know, that we're in right now because, you know, there's a lot of old school pizzerias that, you know, they're not really being seen like they should, you know. I know L&B's Pinoli Gardens, they should have like a million followers on Instagram, you know. They're an OG. You know, Santillo's and Elizabeth right next to me, he should have a million followers on Instagram. But if no one's taking a picture the right way, I mean, I look at his Instagram, you know, I love your pizza and stuff. But when you're taking a picture and it looks burnt, you know, no one's going to want to, you know, like the picture or, you know, even share the picture. Um, it's all about sharing, you know, when it comes to, you know, Instagram marketing. You want to take a picture that's so good that an Instagram blogger is going to share it for free because there's so many bloggers out there you know, especially the good ones, they're going to charge you, you know, and I'll, you know, if you got, you know, a really good following and I see your algorithm base, you know, and it's a really good price, I'll take advantage of the sale, you know what I mean? And, you know, maybe, you know, give you two, $300 on, you know, posting a picture in the right place and time, the right moment in time, you know, but. How often do you do that? Um, I'll probably do it once a month, you know, I'll, I'll shout out, you know, to a big blogger, you know, and say, Hey, you know, uh, you know, hey, how how do you think about, you know, posting this picture for 200 bucks? You know what I mean? Because some of these bloggers out here, they'll charge you two grand, a thousand. It's crazy. You, know, you don't, you don't get it. You know, some of these big guys out there, they don't mess around, you know? Uh, and um, for, you know, uh, somebody who has like 3 million followers, they're going to charge you 15,000, uh, 1500, you know, 2000 for like, 
you know, a series of posts. They may say, hey, give me 1,500 and um, it's going to be uh, three posts. And um, I'll, I, I decide when to post it. And you just got to give him his 1,500 and <laughs> that's let, crazy. Let the man do the work. But what do you think it's going like, to, what do you think is going to happen when Instagram kind of is on? I mean, everything has its up and it's down, right? What, what, how, how along the path on Instagram are we? Are we still going on the I up? think right now we're coming down on our down point because yeah. right now for an Instagram blogger to, to ask a restaurant, hey, you know, give me $1,500, you know, to post a picture when that restaurant is not even open or struggling to be open. Think about it. There's so many Michelin star restaurants in the world right now closed. Right. You want to know, know why? There's two reasons why. A, they don't want to get sued by any coronavirus victims stating that they got they got coronavirus from their restaurant because it would tremendously put them out of business b how could they afford the health care of their employees if they're if they're paying their cost if they're making their cost, um, employees come into work they have they have to pay for you know restaurant you know i mean hospital care so i mean all these michelin star restaurants you know i'm following I'm following them because, you know, there's obviously a reason why they're closed and I just want to take precautions with my brand and, you know, do the right thing and stop the curve and, you know, think about it. All these Michelin star restaurants, they see probably a thousand customers a day and I uh, just want to stop the, stop the spread, you know? Yeah. That and I'm tr- I, I, probably a part of it too is like, if you're a really high end restaurant, no one's going to get takeout from you. Yeah, think about it. Like you're charging, you know, seventy dollars for a steak. It's tough, you know. Yeah, I mean, as much as you want to support restaurants, I'm sure you're not going to be yeah. able to do that at home because a lot of people at home aren't working themselves. Yeah, it's tough. We're going to come into a tough, you know, era where, you know, Instagrams, you know, all those people that were relying on Instagram as a full job to be a blogger, you know, they're actually going to have to probably go back to work now. You know? <laughs> do they know how to do that? I don't, I, I know some of the bloggers out there, they're really, really good at what they do. Okay. So really good ones are going to keep doing what they do because they're really good at it. You know, there's a lot of bloggers that, you know, do it part-time and they do it for fun, you know, and they, and they make money on top of it too, you know, so it's good. And, um, but I know a lot of bloggers will get exposed, you know, so, um, it's crazy. Uh, Rev says, Bruce, there's a steak. There's a steak restaurant near me doing two to three hundred dollar average orders right now, uh, and that's the only one I've heard of. It just has to be done right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you got a good product, I mean, people are going to be lined out the door, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, like when people are lining out the door waiting for your product, they can get exposed to the coronavirus. Um, that's where you know. Yeah, definitely, bro. For sure. <laughs> uh, it also Roger free, says uh, for free is for me, man. Yeah. You know? Roger also Roger Wakefield's given a session. His sessions in a couple hours. I love that guy. Some high end restaurants here in Dallas are selling steaks, seasonings, and special sauces, so you can cook at home. I think that may be a good idea if you yeah, like sold prepackaged stuff. That's a good people. idea. My thing is, um, I didn't want to put out a pizza kit. I'm going to tell you why. Um, when you make pizza at home, it's never going to come out the same, and um, this is going to create a one time shop. And, um, when you go and buy a pizza kit, you're not going to say, Hey, let me go and buy another pizza kit. You're just going to feel like you got robbed because that pizza didn't taste like it did when it came out of my oven. Um, so that was the reason why I didn't do the pizza kits. Um, I think, you know, when people make, even when I make pizza at home, it doesn't taste like my pizza. Um, so it's just, you don't have the right tools to make the pizza the right way. And some people might be offended or some people might feel like they got robbed because, you know, they spent all this time. Now they got to clean their kitchen or now they got to clean their oven because the dough fell on the stove or the cheese and sauce fell in the oven. Now they got to clean their oven. So um, I, that was the only reason why I didn't do a pizza kit. Um, otherwise, I thought it was a really good marketing strategy for people to do pizza kits. Um, <laughs> I like that you do your own thing. Like it feels like you don't think about, you think about, you see what other people do yeah. and you you think you, about it you how just if notice you're comfortable. How everyone in the pizza industry, whenever there's a trend to do something, everyone just follows it. You notice that? I do. And I think sometimes it's smart and sometimes yeah. um, you know, there's a place for it because just because someone's doing something, it, I, I think it depends on where too. Like if you're if someone's yeah. doing something in New York and you're in Dallas, like it's a wholly different market. 
Yeah, yeah, nah, totally, totally. But I just think, like, you know, people should just, you know, yeah, it is a great time for family funds and kids. It is great. But, like, at the end of the day, you know, when I when you come to my place and you want to get a pie, I just don't want you to be disappointed that it's made differently in your oven. Right. And um, I think everybody individual, especially the independent owners, like, you need to make the decisions that you feel are best for you and your restaurant and your team and your family. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I don't think everybody needs to have the same decision or the same yeah. process in place. Right now, I'm trying to focus into the frozen aspect. So now I have all this time. I really want to um, try to, um, you know how Fridays launched like a frozen, uh, you know, frozen brand line for Fridays. I kind of want to do that for Joe's um, for my own website within my own company. Um, so right now, I'm trying to find the infrastructure and try to, you know, build a frozen brand and you know i'm trying to look for freezers and more space to see where i can you know start my brand in frozen sales um i already looked at you know certain varieties of packages and i think you know being able to go to my website and you know buy a triple threat and you're in arkansas or and you're in cali and you can get it delivered right to your front doorstep is going to be a great experience and be a way better experience than a than a meal kit um, that was all that I was saying. And um, I just, you know, I really want you to, when you buy something from me, I don't want you to feel like you got robbed. I want you to feel like you ate something premium. And it was like a, you know, one of those life, life or death situations where you needed to have this before you died. Uh, can you, have you ever tried, Roger asked, have you ever tried to make something like partially cooked and sell it? Yeah, totally. Um, I, right uh, before I was, um, I was actually in a, you know, we could talk about it now because, you know, Schwann's company is a, you know, they can, Schwann. Uh, so Schwann's company is the maker of Red Baron and we were doing a deal for the triple threat. Um, they, they wanted to bring me into frozen sales and they were just, you know, they gave me a price of $200,000, but once they bought it, they owned all the rights to my frozen sales and I was only getting you know, a royalty of like less than a penny or something, or I think it was a penny. And I just thought like I was getting ripped off. So I just, I, I literally, my lawyer and everything that was involved, you know, my lawyer was just not having it. And we just thought it was like a ripoff from Schwann's company, the makers of Red Baron. Um, so I think by going out with my own brand and doing what DiGiorno did. So what DiGiorno did was um, they started their own brand and then they got bought out by Kraft. Um, so what's going to happen with my brand is I'm going to build it to where it's pristine brand, you know, frozen sales wide, where I can have on a spreadsheet of how much I make monthly, blah, 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 sales. And hopefully, you know, a company like Kraft or Nestle will buy out, you know, my frozen side and give me the number that, you know, I deserve. So Swan was buying your concept. Swan wanted to buy. So I have a patent pending on my, on my triple threat which this is, is what real. so it's a multi-pizza component product it means that i made a, a calzone garlic knot and pizza with one piece of dough got it um so it's a multi-pizza component product and that's what the that's what the um patent is called and i wanted to you know i was pitching the patent to nestle i pitched it to nestle and nestle nestle wanted to give me even something lower than that and i i just hadn't i had no like I like people were giving me, you know, 200,000, a hundred thousand, um, I to use to, that, to be able to use that, to be able to use it. Yes. To be yeah. able to use it. Yeah. So, um, but I think like I wasn't getting anything. So like for, for, for you to be able to use my patent and to use my idea and then, you know, me only get 200,000 lifetime plus like, uh, Every pie you got, I got a penny. Like, did they reach out to you, or did you reach out to them? No, I reached out to them. I had a, I have a, I have a team. So I had my team reach out to them, my accountant and um, and my lawyer, and we had everything situated and was ready to go. And um, you know, we were really about to finalize with Red Baron because they, I thought I was going to get, you know, the number that I wanted. I just wanted the royalty be the royalty to be to at least you know fifty to seventy five cents on each pie. You know, so I wanted the royalty fee to be 75 cents minimum and they weren't having it. And I wanted, um, I wanted definitely more than $200,000 signing. So, um, 
was just it was just like we weren't seeing we weren't they weren't trying to work together so i was just like at the end of the day like when red baron's on the shelf and you see a calzone triple threat and a nice packaging where it's clear and you can actually see the pizza because think about all the packaging that you see right now nothing's clear. Yeah. you see a box and then when you open up that box it's like three times smaller than what the box actually pictured size so when you open up the frozen pizza it just looks like a disc from space or whatever that's frozen the people so, ask you for the people ask you for frozen pizzas all the time yeah, people are like, hey, why don't you do that? So right now we're trying to perfect it. So like, if you want to order something from my site, you're going to get charged full price. It's going to come to your house correct. It's not going to be unfrozen. It's not going to be sloppy. The packaging is going to look like it came from HelloFresh or, you know, Amazon. And I want it to look professional. So it takes time to, you know, get all these uh, air, air, airbag systems and um to really do your own infrastructure you have to get your own packaging it's 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 a big to do you know a lot of people just you know say hey you know just air vacuum seal it and you know just put it in a box you know no that's that's not how i want my product to be presented so um I know that's the I, one on, that triple threat is the one on your instagram right now i think it's the second video if you go to your instagram yeah yeah account. it's the calzone garlic not and pizza so um is that the most popular one in your restaurant uh yeah that's that's the one people come and drive for, you know, people really come and drive really far away for that pie. And it's just a different experience when you come and eat that pie. It's the calzone, then you go into the garlic knots and then you eat the pizza. So you have literally one slice and you're, and you're KO'd, you know, it's, um, it's a good, it's a good bite, you know, and then you could put anything in the calzone and anything on the pizza. Interesting. And that's the, yeah. What else, what, what else have, what's your latest creation? Um, so the latest creation that I'm going to come up with is, um, the, my last invention that I came up with was the waffle crust pizza, uh, which was really, really good. I did that on guys grocery games and I, I thought to bring it into the shop cause it looked really cool. And, um, it was the dough pressed in a waffle maker and then it had the sauce in the little pockets and then the cheese when it melted in it. So you have like a little pocket of sauce and cheese into the waffle and then on top was like uh, buffalo chicken and then Mike's Hot Honey, of course. Um, and then a little Pecorino Romano shavings. And it was just a phenomenal bite because um, you get the crunchiness of the dough. Um, and we made the dough out of cheddar cheese and uh, our, our dough mixture. And it was, a, it was a really phenomenal bite because you have a crunchy cheddar bite. It was ooey and gooey. And then you got the sauce and cheese melting into your mouth with the, you know, the buffalo chicken and the Mike's Todd honey. It's just a great bite. Um, the new pie that we're coming up with is the guava and cheese pie, which is going to be really good. I think it's going to be a really phenomenal bite. Um, I think it's going to be like a sweet and salty kind of aspect. And, yeah. um, and like I said, we're coming up with the pretzel pie, um, but we really want to perfect it. You know, like I said, we're coming out with 25 different recipes and it's all about the flour when it comes to, you know, making a, a good dough. A lot of people just, you know, go out there and buy a prepackaged flour. You got to blend your flours, people. If you want a good product, you got to blend your product. Um, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't even know about that. A lot of people don't even experience with flour blending. Um, I highly recommend you experience with flour blending. Um, find out what your favorite weed or what your, you know, go to, a flower place and mill your own flower and learn how learn the flower learn the life of flower you know what i mean that's how you create a phenomenal crunchy dough um when you know your product and if you're just buying a bag of flour you know that's gold meal or caputo or whatever shout out to you guys you guys are great you guys are a great company but you know when i blend you know caputo with something else it may be better you know what i mean it may be you know, Caputo on steroids. Right. And um, it's something that I like to do. So, um, you know, go to town. You know what I mean? Blend. Let me, let me ask you this. When you do your new items, right? So when you're coming up with your creative items like the waffle, yeah. do you think about how it's going to look on social media at all? Or is it more about the flavor and what people are going to think? So before then we even make it, I have the vision of like what angle it's going to look like. And then it's just make it and it comes out like that. You know, just... So you look at social media and Instagram and TikTok as a way to get exposure out there. And that's kind of like how you come up with the ideas. If it looks yeah. good, it's going to spread the message more. Think about it. Like if, if people don't see a picture of, you know, what's going on, how are they going to know to come to your shop? 
And I think you have all these tools like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. You know, when, when my grandmother is calling me and saying, hey, I saw your post, you know, looked amazing. I'm doing something right. You know, my grandma's, you know, 90 years old and she's on Facebook. That just goes to show you that, you know, there's people, you know, the age doesn't matter. You know, if someone's on their phone all day, people are on their phone all day long, all day long, people are on their phone. So if you can take, you know, 10 seconds or two minutes out of their life and, you know, have them, you know, be a fan of you, that's great. Let me ask you this. So, so Instagram is pretty, not pretty simple, but people can kind of go to Instagram and search and try to figure out what they want to post. If someone wants to get started with TikTok right now, someone watching this, what do you give, like give them a couple ideas of what they should post for TikTok content. So right now um, for TikTok content, I would really try to focus on like how to videos. Um, Cause that's, what's really blowing up on TikTok. and um, uh, go just click on trending songs and uh, click one of those trending songs and uh, just hashtag for you page. Um, and when you're doing these Instagrams and you're doing these TikToks, don't do it because you want to get viral. Do it because you want to have fun. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's so much shit that I post on Instagram. That's stupid, you know, but I don't, (laughs) I don't care because I'm having fun. You know what I mean? It's not about me going viral. And when you, when you not look at it as, you know, I want to do this or I want to do that. It happens, Yeah. you know? So it's, you just got to put your heart and soul into it. Um, Instagram, you know, is really difficult. The algorithm is different every single, you know, every single month, the algorithm changed this month, the algorithm's different. You know, people are on their phones at 5am, you know, cause they're bored out of their mind, you know, so you may have, you know, higher pitch at, you know, five in the morning, you know, yeah, I mean? it's different so, now than it used to be for sure. You yeah, gotta test it crazy, out. So. Jeanette says Molino Dente has an amazing blend of flowers with the wheat germ added back in help you rest we could help with recipe formulation yeah go check them out they're actually a sponsor of this summit molino dente so uh, yeah check definitely out check it out i would i would love to work with a flower company you know what i mean like sit there and create a blend you know so your own custom blend that would be call it the uh call it the briggs blend or the triple, <laughs> triple dread there you go yeah, joe where can people i know they can go they know where to follow you on instagram now where are you on tiktok if they want to go follow you or uh, your TikTok, website same name on tiktok we got uh seventeen thousand followers on tiktok i've been on tiktok for four months guys four months seventeen thousand followers anyone can do it um do you think it's slowing down or is it, is it staying the same? I it was? think right now it's slowing down because a lot more people are getting on it. You know what I mean? So what's happening is TikTok is paying these people, these famous people like Logan Paul, Jake Paul, J-Lo. They're all getting paid per post per day. So they're, TikTok's going to, you know, famous people and they're saying, hey, I'll give you, you know, 3,000 uh, for each video you post. So yeah. these people will go and post 100 videos and now TikTok has to give them 3,000. But at the end of the day, now people are seeing that more people are getting on it. A-Rod's on TikTok now. Kevin Hart's on TikTok. Yeah, everybody you know, is. So it's, it's starting to get more popular. And if this coronavirus didn't happen, I was predicting for TikTok to blow up this summer. And the reason being is because everybody travels in the summertime. And what happens when people travel is they collect content. And when they come home and they're reminiscing on their travel, they post what they, what they, what they see, throw back Thursday or throw back. Right. And uh, now they have views on, you know, the beach or wherever they were at. And TikTok is really good for that because you can create dope effects. You can create any type of effects. Um, literally right now we can, have a video playing in the background with my face in the front of it. And it would be, uh, we could do like a, you know, a narrative of, you know, what's going on, but it's behind me and it's actually called green screen. Um, So when you're on TikTok, you just look for the green screen um, thing and you can literally play something behind you and like narrate it. So I think that's pretty cool because you can take that video, upload it to YouTube or, you know, and it teaches you so many different techniques, green screening, uh, color effects. Um, There's so many great things to learn within the TikTok app if you just play with it. And that's what's great. You know, I didn't go on YouTube and say how to do this, how to do that. Yeah. You just got to play with it. You know yeah. what I mean? And I got to get back into TikTok. I was on there for a little bit and then I stopped because you go to TikTok yeah. and you see these videos and I'm like, what the hell am I doing on here? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's you know what it is? And I think, you know, one of the re- main reasons why I don't follow anyone on TikTok is because I'm on TikTok not to see anybody else's TikTok. I'm literally strictly business and I just want to 
Um, I just want to post what I want to post. And I just, I don't, I'm not on TikTok to see anybody's yeah. you know, thing. Instagram is where I connect with people. Facebook is where I connect with people. And uh, that was my thing. I wanted to create that platform with no following. So I'm literally following no one. Um, and I wanted to see how that affect my flow in the algorithm. And I think that was a, a big key because I wasn't seeing what other people were doing. I wasn't, you know, saying like, oh, this guy's doing this. Let me try to make this video. Right. You know what I mean, I was just doing my own thing and it was just my own thing. You know what I mean? It was really good and it was great. Here's one tip for TikTok. If you go on TikTok and you start and you open the app, just make sure your volume's down. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah you have it, could, it could make for an awkward situation if, you, if your volume's not down exactly. and you open up TikTok and you have like 930 and you sit on the couch with your wife. Yeah, man, this is really great, man. You guys should do this, uh, you know, often. You know, I, I was. It's a shame that you know we couldn't be at the, you know, the pizza convention this year yes. since it got canceled. Uh, but I know next year I'll definitely be going, and um, I know you'll have a booth, and you know we'll be live next year. So yeah, next year live Forza Forney booth, we'll be doing some interviews, so we'll be there. Yeah. Or if I'm allowed in, uh, we'll do it there. If I'm not allowed in, we'll be outside. All right. <laughs> uh, where can people go? Where's your website? One more time. Uh, uh Just go on there, check me out, or go on Joe's underscore on Instagram or Joe's underscore on TikTok. And um, we're pretty much, you know, that's pretty much where you can find me. I'm always free. You can just, you know, DM me. I mean, I'm not always free, but you can know, DM me and I'm, I always answer yeah. people. Yeah, you know, definitely. Joe's definitely. You know, don't answer people. I try to, you know, engage with, you know, as many people as I can because you never know who's going to help you down along the way. True that. So I know Joe's pretty responsive on Instagram, so go check him out. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this live session. If you're watching the recording, uh, check below. We'll leave all the links and everything in there for Joe's uh, TikTok and Joe's Instagram. Go follow him and say hello. And uh, Joe, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us for the man. Pizza Summit, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you to Joe for joining us on the Pizza Summit and letting me share this podcast episode with you right now. Uh, we do have all of the sessions available in our mastermind group. If you want to go check that out, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. You also get two monthly calls with me and other entrepreneurs in the space. So if you're really looking to take your business to a next level, and I hate really saying that term because what does that mean, next level? I think it really means if you want to figure out what's working today marketing that other business owners are doing, not theory, but like we talk about it in the group, test it out, come back in a couple of weeks and talk about the results. And we share those with other people in our mastermind group. So if you're interested in that, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. And if you just want to go check out Joe, go check out the links on smartpizzamarketing.com. We took all of those show notes for you and we leave them on over there. Thank you so much. Say hello to me on Instagram. I am at smartpizzamarketing and also at the Bruce Irving over there. And don't forget to go check out our other podcast, The Local Business Podcast, where we talk about Instagram, LinkedIn, text message marketing, Google AdWords, SEO, all for local businesses, which is you listening to this podcast right now. You can find that on iTunes over at The Local Business Podcast and at thebruceirving.com. All right, guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for sticking with me here all the way to the end of the podcast, and we'll see you on next week's show.